Hello, and welcome to our latest economic update. I'm Chrissy Wissinger, Director of Marketing here at Prevedere. Prevedere helps executives and their teams plan and forecast intelligently using the world's data, our AI modeling engine, and economic expertise. Today, we will be hearing about the hot housing market and the relationship between housing and inflation. Leading today's update is Andrew Duguay, Prevedere's Chief Economist. Thank you, Andrew, for joining us. Thank you, Chrissy. These are two of the biggest topics right now, and so I thought we would tackle them both in briefly in today's uh, economic update. What's going on with the housing market? It seems kind of out of control these days with the tight inventory and rising prices. And then how does this all translate into the increasing worries that we're seeing out there uh, about inflation. So let's talk about both of those topics and also I think some interesting facts about how they uh, actually interact with each other. So the when we talk about inflation, there's, there's different measures of it, but one of the most common ones uh, cited by the media and you, you know, what you'll feel as a consumer is this consumer price index for all items. Well, what does that mean? It's basket of goods that is supposed to represent what the average consumer buys and and spends their money on. Now, when you break out the consumer price index to its components, uh, housing, of course, is a major component of the consumer price index, mortgage payments, rental payments, uh, it is the actual, the, the biggest piece of, of the pie. You can see clearly at 42% of the consumer price index uh, last year. And we know that inflation is starting to move up. When we look at things on a year over year basis, we're starting to lap last year, right? Where, where COVID actually had some deflationary pressures. Uh, and so the visual I'm showing you is, you know, when we're talking about inflation, some of it is uh, due to base effects, right? The fact that last year uh, gas prices fell, um, people traveled less, and there was all this downward pressure on prices. Well, now we're in the midst of, a, of what in many sectors is a robust economic recovery, and we're starting to see uh, year-over-year increases in, in prices. However, the, the fact that the housing market seems to be on fire uh, isn't necessarily translating to inflationary pressures right now when you talk about the consumer price index, which is very interesting because it is the biggest piece of the pie. Um, to illustrate this point here on this chart, I have mapped the total consumer price index here in yellow, which is up 4.2% on a year-over-year -year basis. And then I have the consumer price index stripping out housing. So consumer price index for all items except for housing. And you can see it's going up at an even faster rate um, at 5.2% year over year. So this means that housing is actually acting as a uh, mild deflationary uh, pressure on the overall consumer price index. And this is actually kind of rare for recent history. You have to look all the way back to 2011, the last time that uh, housing wasn't a positive contributor to the overall, like outpacing the overall consumer price index. So what is going on here? We're in the midst of one of the hottest housing markets on record, yet we're not seeing it show up in the data for the consumer price index, yet we're still seeing inflation. <laughs> well, the, the important thing to diagnose here uh, is that housing costs are, for most Americans, any given month, any given year, relatively static, right? You have your rental agreement, most people locked in on an annual basis, uh, or you're, you have your mortgage payment, which uh, doesn't change except for maybe uh, escrow accounts into to paying taxes, right? 
In any given year, according to the American Community Survey put out by the Census Bureau, um, there's about 14% of Americans that actually move their residence. Uh, this means that around 86% uh, don't go anywhere. And so what's going on with this hot housing market is that those who are mobile, <laughs> who are trying to move and are trying to purchase a home right now, they're experiencing uh, very uh, high increases in, in pricing pressures on, on housing because they're having to pay up in order to move to a new house. However, for the rest of us, uh, this is more of a lagged effect, right? It doesn't have that immediate impact. So what this means is that there is um, likely a lead lag relationship between um, inflation and increases in the housing markets. But this is established. And, and to illustrate this point to you, I want to jump in here to the Previdary software to show you uh, what I mean by this, uh, this lagged relationship. So let me go in here to the, the Previdary software. And uh, here I have some correlations uh, built out from the consumer price index. So that is the yellow line in each of these charts. I have it set to a year over year basis with a start date of 2006, all the way up to present day. Uh, and then overlapped against it, I have a couple home pricing metrics. Um, one that you're probably all familiar with, the, the Case-Shiller, uh, 20 city home price composite, uh, often cited by the media. And then also we can look at a different measure of housing price inflation by the US Federal Housing Finance Agency. They, they put out a housing price index for the United States. Both are going up. Interestingly, if you look at the housing price index for the United States and you look at its historic data on a year over year basis, you can see that right now we are at about a 13.9% year-over-year increase in home prices, which with data all the way back to 1992 is a record, right? So in, in looking at other data sources, uh, we pull in data from Redfin and we're seeing record low inventories or, or, or months of inventories. Home sales are up, demand is up, supply is down. All this is putting upward pressure on, on prices. So when is this gonna actually show up uh, in inflation? Uh, well, it does, right? It just takes some time, right? If uh, people who are going to be renting uh, out their homes or apartment buildings have to pay more for said apartment building, they're eventually gonna increase rents. Um, more of us, even though it's only, you know, a 10 to 20% of us move in any given year, the more years that go by, the more of us are that are going to experience those, those increase in housing prices because the more increased likelihood of actually moving. We can actually identify this lead lag relationship statistically uh, in, in our software. So here I have the consumer price index on a year over year basis and then overlapped against these two housing price indexes. And what you see here is that if you just look at the data one for one, there's really very little relationship, uh, looking at your R and R square values, very low. But you can see there's a bit of a shadow effect here that actually home prices, if they fall, consumer price index tends to fall many months later. And if home prices start to rise, the consumer price index rises uh, many months later. We can actually validate this statistically by shifting the data forward until we start to see increased correlations and an increased overlap between these two data sets. Right now I'm at a nine month offset and you can start to see that there is a pattern between 
home prices and inflation in con consumer price index for housing. Um, but we kind of keep sliding it forward to see that correlation increase even more. Here I'm at one year moved in advance and that relationship's already jumped up to 0.77 with one being a perfect correlation. Slide it forward all the way up to about 17 months is where I, we actually see the highest correlation at 0.85 between these two. What this means is that we're looking at a year and a half or so between when inflation in home prices happens and then inflation in overall housing costs, rents, uh, things of that nature really starts to show up. And we can validate this with this other source from the US Federal Housing Finance Agency. We slide this forward, you start to see that correlation start to improve until we see our optimal correlation rate around 17, 17 months between these two data sets. Now, now that we know we have really solid leading indicators of where this consumer price index for housing is gonna go, you look at the direction of those, right? The sky high housing prices that are going on the market right now is suggestive that we are going to see ongoing inflationary pressure throughout the next year and a half in overall how the housing component of the consumer price index. So a couple takeaways from this that one, you're not likely to see any immediate jump in inflation on housing costs due to the very tight housing market right now, but anything that's going on in the housing market right now in terms of low inventories and very high home prices is likely to carry forward into inflation out for the next at least year or two. And so this is gonna have some inflationary pressure that isn't just lapping COVID, isn't just uh, transitory and isn't just called base effects. This is, these are real increases in home prices right now that are gonna have lasting impacts on the consumer price index out into the future. Now we do believe in our overall view of inflation that there's gonna be counterbalances to this, right? A lot of the inflation numbers you're seeing right now are lapping a very weak period we saw a year ago with COVID. And we're also starting to see a rebound in things like oil prices up to about $60 a barrel right now when they dropped even to temporary negative territory last year around this time. And so ongoing inflation, we expect oil prices actually to stay pretty steady around where they are for the remainder of the year. That means no additional inflationary pressure from oil. Lumber prices, uh, transportation prices are all very sky high right now. However, the incremental inflation that we're likely to see throughout the remainder of the year uh, perhaps is, is at a milder pace than, than what we're seeing right now. So I think there are gonna be some uh, softening effects that won't create runaway inflation. However, it's really some of these lasting impacts such as home prices, which tend to be very sticky on their way up that really can set inflation at a higher level than what we've seen historically. And we're talking about north of 2%, right? I'm not talking about runaway hyperinflation here, but we are talking about inflationary pressures that are likely to push the ceiling of where the Federal Reserve wants them, right? Uh, the Federal Reserve has a target of around 2%. And, and what we're seeing here is that there's gonna be really sustained in inflationary pressure on the biggest component of consumer price index, north of 2% for at least the next two years. And we've built that into some of our inflation expectations as well.
So here's that relationship between the two. And we what we really think is there's going to be some sustained inflationary pressure from from housing uh, into the to the measures like the consumer price index, which we're all very familiar with and get cited by the media uh, very often. So a couple takeaways for businesses from from this analysis is one that while there are many aspects of inflation that we're experiencing today that are going to be transitory, that aren't going to be sustained. Um, However, housing is not one of them. We do see very low inventories and strong demand really sustaining home prices, but also sustaining the construction industry itself. When we're talking about residential here, not commercial, residential, uh, but in terms of out outlook, there's gonna be many measures that you're looking at in terms of home price inflation compared to the last housing bubble. Well, this is a very different market dynamic right now. Uh, we are seeing record low inventories. Uh, a lot of the aspects of the late bubble cycle and during the, the last housing market before the 2008-2009 recession uh, was about excess building of, of, of homes. And, uh, and we're seeing kind of the opposite of that right now. So we're seeing uh, limited supply and, and heavy demand driving this uh, housing market right now. And I think housing demand will carry forward, even if interest rates start to bump up a little bit. Maybe that'll help cool housing prices a little bit, but housing demand still remains very strong. And with such low inventories, we can likely build above historic averages for many years um, before we start to move very far from the equilibrium of supply and demand. Uh, businesses also have to ha think about some takeaways of what's going on in the housing market in terms of inflation. Um, one of the key things that we've been talking about with our customers is that you can generalize by looking at things like the consumer price index. However, in these very interesting times and market dynamics, it's really going to be about targeting consumers, I'll call it personal inflation rights, right? Those who are on fixed income or those who may be pulled out of the labor market in order to take care of children at home. Uh, or just fears of, of going out and working uh, because of COVID, um, many households are not seeing increases uh, in their pay, uh, but might have to move. And this creates huge barriers and increased costs that they're gonna have to absorb, whether that's in the higher rent, rental payments or higher mortgage payments. So there are subsectors of the American consumer that are going to be really feeling personal inflation rates that are much higher than the headline inflation rates we see. This is going to change their market dynamics and how they purchase and think about purchasing. And the businesses, uh, the retailers, and the producers that respond appropriately to those consumers are the ones that are going to win their business. Um, we also have to think about if businesses are thinking about gearing more towards uh, the housing environment and supporting that, whether that's through remodeling or new construction, our outlook is actually very positive. We think that there's a lot of legs to this construction up upswing that we're starting to see with increased housing starts and new building permits. And we think that this does have sustainability at least through the next two years. So a, a rather elongated cycle of new construction activity that businesses that either support that industry directly or support it uh, on the periphery through different ways of supporting those type of consumers 
uh, should benefit and, and take advantage of this opportunity to really basically increase the inventory of available housing, right? That's what the market signals are are signaling right now with the low supply and the high demand that we just need need simply more housing. And so yes, lumber prices are through the roof right now, uh, but uh, with we, we still need more housing and that's pretty evident that um, the construction trends will continue in a positive direction. I hope you found this interesting uh, with some takeaways about inflation in the housing market. Um, but if you want to learn more, uh, please uh, reach out to uh, either Chrissy or myself. Uh, and we are diagnosing market dynamics all the time. And that concludes today's economic update. If you have any questions for Andrew, please contact me at cwissinger at As always, thank you for listening in and have a nice day.